0: to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. I am one of your hosts today, Clark Rockfall, the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And I am joined by
1: and I am Swata Nanda Kumar. I am ACB's advocacy and Outreach specialist.
0: And thank you to everyone who is tuning in to this episode of the Advocacy Update. Whether you are listening via our normal podcast channels on the ACB Media Network or wherever you access your favorite podcasts for listening, streaming, downloading, uh, and of course, sharing with friends, rating and reviewing. But then also, we are on video today. So thank you to everyone who's tuning in on YouTube and all other social media outlets. Of course, you can learn more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting our website at www.acb.org. And if you've got an advocacy advocacy question for Swatha or me, you can email us at advocacy at acb.org org. So, Swatha, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. I'm very, very, very excited about our guest today. How are you, Clark?
0: I am excited as well about our guest in their new role, as well as what we have coming up uh, this summer for the American Council of the Blind and our members.
1: Yeah, so it's- Today we have on our new interim president, Deb Cook-Lewis. How are you, Deb?
2: Oh, hey, I'm just so great. It's great to be here.
1: Awesome. So we are just going to talk to you about your role and how it's going and all that. So all that jazz, thank you,
0: That's awesome. So Deb, we had you on the advocacy update last summer. Um, once you became the first vice president for the American Council of the Blind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, how has your experience in the leadership role of ACB been? How's it going?
2: Well, I really enjoyed uh, being your first vice president and I was planning to uh, finish my term <laughs> and, uh, and then circumstances came along and changed everything. So, um, that all transpired, but, um, during my term as, um, first vice president, um, I was focused on a number of things that we have been involved in some time. Uh, a lot of things around processes and, um, kind of streamlining uh, some of our uh, work that we do and uh, trying to get it documented. Uh, One of the major activities that I was involved in during my term was uh, the recent revision of what was the code of conduct, but is now called prohibited conduct policy, because we don't need a code. (laughs) We just need to not do certain things. So... um, we, we spent some time going, going through that and looking at how to make that a more um, robust process and then hopefully not need it very often. So, uh, but it's important to have. So, we, we, things like that have been um, occupying uh, some of my time. I've been involved with a number of steering committees, um, the um, uh, Public Awareness and Communications uh, Steering Committee and still involved uh, with uh, the Board of Publications on, on some uh, major issues that they've been engaged in, um, been part of the budget process for ACB, and just generally um, uh, team tagging with President uh, Dan Spoon in many ways, and um, kind of being mentored uh, to uh, potentially move into the presidency. And we, it happened a little sooner than we were planning for, but still uh, the process has been very good one i think
0: and deb you mentioned uh president dan spoon i guess Mm -hmm. we now should call him former president yes
2: former president yeah
0: and and we're talking about your time as first vice president but Mm -hmm. swatha introduced you as interim that's
2: right so Mm -hmm. for those that
0: don't know Mm -hmm. uh What's been going on with ACB leadership over these past few months? What what sort of changes have taken place? Yeah,
2: well, the big change that occurred um, was that our uh, longtime executive director, Eric Bridges, was offered a fabulous opportunity with the American Foundation for the Blind to become their CEO and um, AFB has been in challenging times, but they've been a wonderful partner to uh, ACB and others over the years, and uh, we expect them to still be, and with Eric at the helm, I'm, I'm really confident. But it did uh, create quite a, um, quite a stir. There are two times in my um, vice presidency that I've had the same sort of call from Dan, which is, uh, uh, when I first became vice president, the, uh, at first vice president, the, um, Dan had a, a medical, um, emergency and I had to lead us in the final part of our, uh, convention, which was to vote on whether everyone in the, would be able to vote in the future. It was a momentous occasion and, um, I got that opportunity, but I, before it happened, Dan called and he was like, I've got some really bad news. And then he, and then the bad news was that he was having surgery. And for me, the worst news was that I had a sudden assignment. So when he called in march with the same sort of i've got some news he didn't really say it was bad news he just i've got some important news for you uh eric is leaving in just a very few weeks and um and he eric recommended to the board that we consider um making Dan Spoon the interim executive director of ACB because of his tremendous leadership experience and background and his um, engagement in really all things way beyond what a president is usually able to do, um, but it comes also from his work background. So uh, the board did approve this, um, we had several options that that were considered, but we did decide this would be the least disruptive to staff and uh, our, our members. And we had a big convention coming up and we didn't need to be uh, creating vacancies so um, uh, if we moved staff into this. So we uh, moved Dan into this and then we disrupted my life because the uh, constitution says that if the president is no longer able to do their, uh, president duties for any reason, and this would be a conflict of interest reason. Um, then the first vice president becomes the president uh, interim, and and everyone moves up. The second vice president would become the first vice president and so that happened and um we didn't fill the second vice president position because we actually only needed to go about 3 months and it doesn't have specific assigned duties uh, as long as Ray Campbell and I don't fly anywhere together and get into an altercation of some kind we're we're good right we we didn't foresee everything but um but we think we're we think we're okay. So uh, that is so Dan moved kind of one to the left and I moved one to the left and Ray moved one to the left, and then we all picked up the pace and went back to work. So <laughs> it is until the convention um, you know, which is coming up at the end of June and July, beginning of July in person. And um, at that time, the presidency will be filled. And all, actually, all of the executive the officers will be filled at that time. So uh, we will have elections, and uh, and I will be a candidate for a president because that had been in the plan. But uh, I uh, I get it for free for three months, and then I have to. Earn there it. you go.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, thinking of getting getting free. It's
1: it's been a, it's been a month for you, Deb. So how's that going And how are you feeling? How's that
2: adjustment? Right. Wow. Um, <laughs> has it been a month? It feels like it's been about five years. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for that. Um, anyway, <laughs> it has been really, really interesting. You know, it's very funny. And I think people say this all the time about change things that happen to them. You believe you've preferred prepared for it. And you certainly have worked on it. I've worked very hard to try to prepare for this. Dan has been wonderful to work with. He's very open and candid with me. He has shared decisions with me as he's making them and how he's made them. He's asked for my input on just about anything that I could input on. And um, we have really collaborated together, which means that we actually know work with each other and and how to think. But it changed everything for me because Dan's role changed. And so, you know, I was really planning on Dan becoming the immediate past president and kind of, you know, being there for me 24-7 while he sort of relaxed in the corner. <laughs> and he'd already picked out which committees he still wanted to kind of be responsible for and all that. And you know, we had all this worked out. And then now it's all different. So, um, you know, so the other day I told Dan, I miss you, <laughs> but he, he's he gone into a new world. So I think the changes for him are probably much greater than they are for me, but I think it's very true. Anytime you do this, you just don't really realize how much it is. So um, for me, you know, there, there were many, many aspects of ACB that I am extremely familiar with. I know a lot about the convention. I've been deeply embedded in the convention planning um, for a few years now so you know that one is kind of old hat for me but some of the other areas um i am much less familiar you know i am a consumer of audio description for example but our audio description program is is fairly complex and filled with uh, you know volunteers and staff and issues and uh, catching up with all of that um i'm i'm been a personal you know an advocate for many years and have held many advocacy roles including uh, serving on a state human rights commission so i've definitely been in an advocacy role and i've you know followed our resolutions process but i haven't worked um integrally with some of those processes and so um you know uh, last night when we were talking about do we have previous resolutions on this topic or that topic and i was like you know i should know this i've I've sat through millions of resolution meetings, but I'm frantically looking it up to see. Do we, you know? So, so I I realize that for all I know, there's so much that I still need to absorb to have um, sort of a well-rounded view of what we have and and what we need and what we maybe need to lose. So it is a real challenge.
0: And Deb is someone who's held multiple leadership positions within ACB. Uh, this one is not on our uh, our podcast yeah, yeah, outline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going off off script here, but um, <laughs> I guess what would you what advice would you give to those that might be considering leadership positions, whether that's within their affiliate mm-hmm. or ACB at large?
2: I think that's a, a a really important question, and I think it's really really important to evaluate first. Um, what your capacities are, what your interests are, and what your availability is. And I think you need to be really honest about that. And I think no matter who you are and how much self-knowledge you might have, uh, I think it's really good to get some feedback from some other people and try to find some who will be really candid with you. Because I often have people come and tell me, oh, you know, I'm a great leader. But then when I really go through and assess with them what their leading success has been, it's sometimes a little hard to find. So I, I really think starting there. And then start small. Um, ask if you can, if there's a committee or an area of interest that you have, uh, you don't have to start out by chairing it. Um, start out by just visiting it and ask if you can come to their meetings. One of the things that I really want to encourage ACB committees to do is to have more open, uh, meetings. Uh, and that doesn't mean they're necessarily looking for feedback or participation, but could, could people come and observe? Um, and, and just, you know, learn what's, what does it take to be part of this, um, committee? Um, then I think um, volunteering to do something, and then definitely doing it. So don't just sign yourself up for a bunch of things, but sign up for one thing, do it and do it well. Uh, people will notice that and they'll be interested. Uh, finally, when it does come time to, um, to move up, if it does, uh, and you want to move into something that needs to be elected or whatever, again, really, really count the cost. Um, many of the positions, whether at an affiliate level or higher, or, you know, even a chapter level might be very, very time consuming um, and and resource consuming. And so you, you want to make sure that you have um, the ability to maneuver in that. And then my last piece of advice on it is, it's okay to decide that this is not for you. So if you try something, and it doesn't work out to your satisfaction or you get feedback that it's not working out, um, uh, then it is definitely absolutely okay to say, You know, I'll, I'll wrap up what I'm doing here, but I really don't want to do this. This is not me, or I don't have time to do this, or, you know, the expectations for me are too great, whatever the reason. Um, you don't even have to explain it all to everybody. In fact, maybe don't, you know, uh, just use that for yourself, but be honest and, and go ahead and back away from that and find something else. And I believe there is something for everyone to do. But I don't necessarily think that everyone needs to be on a committee. And I don't necessarily think everyone needs to be in a, quote, uh notifiable or noticeable leadership role. I think we all lead from wherever we are. And if you are uh, leading someone or helping someone or helping a task, then you are contributing to the organization. And it's equally valuable to those contributions made by those people who get the, quote, elected offices or whatever. But think carefully about those elected offices, because I'll tell you, they are a killer. (laughs) I
0: I like that. There are definitely some nuggets in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I agree that whether uh, you learn so much from experiences, positive and negative, that can help shape you and your goals and priorities in the future. So whether, like you said, whether it's being involved with a committee, chairing a Mm -hmm. committee. Mm -hmm. Being involved with an affiliate or Mm -hmm. being involved with ACB media or the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are Mm -hmm. many ways to contribute to ACB. And we, I mean, we love all of our Mm -hmm. uh, volunteers and the work that they do, but not everyone needs to do the same thing. Um, and not everyone mm-hmm. wants to do the same thing, so I I think that that's great advice.
1: Is there still like for you, Deb? Are there still um points where you think like you need to improve, or that um you can work like that you need to work on, or like to like still learning 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 curve? Learning? Well, yes,
2: as I mentioned already, there's a there's a learning curve about the parts of the organization that I haven't delved into as much. Um, You know, I've been for a long time probably putting in about 60 hours a week on an organizational work. So it's no surprise that that there are some places that I'm not familiar because I ran out of hours. So (laughs) I I have to... as I said, work on that. I think on a personal level, one of the challenges for me, my style is very, very different from Dan's. Now, that makes us actually work really well together in many ways. And and we have not found any conflict in, in that difference. We give each other a bad time about some of those. But I'm a very direct person. And I have... Um, and and I'm kind of sometimes working in a different place than people are. I mean, I, 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 I have very definite thoughts about where it would be good to be in certain places. And sometimes I sort of forget that we're not all there yet. And so the challenge for me is to sometimes figure out How to help others envision that place and also how to be, you know, really willing and able to adjust my vision if it isn't quite right. But I definitely, um, you know, I can be kind of intense and I definitely, can produce a lot of work, which sometimes I think people find a little intimidating. So, so it's, it's, it's a challenge to sort of pace those things and use those in the right way. And that's been a forever challenge for me, but it's kind of there again as I, as I take on a new role. So part of it for me is learning how to, um, customize the role so that it actually works well for me and so that I bring in the people around me. Uh, who will be able to uh, f- either fill in my gaps or carry out uh, some of the things that, I mean, if there are so many hours in the week we and we can't do it all, uh, really appropriate delegation is super, super important. So um, I think that those are always challenges for people as they come into a new role uh, because everything is in motion and we're right in front of a convention. So, you know, that's our big time of the year, one of our big times of the year. And so, um, it's been very, it's very challenging to, uh, to jump on a train that's moving. You know, they're not gonna stop and wait for you to (laughs) get, get organized with them. And usually when a president starts in this organization, it is after the convention, where I would certainly not say that we have a lull because we'll be working on the, uh, 80, the gala, the audio description awards gala, and working on, we're trying to work on everything earlier. So, you know, it's all in motion. But there's definitely a different feeling after the convention than before. So, I do feel like I'm jumping on a fast-moving train, and I better not miss my step, <laughs> or I'll be underneath it somewhere. So, it it does sometimes keep me up a little bit at night thinking about, now, let's see, what what did I do there? What could I have done differently um what do i not know dan where are you i need your help (laughs) yeah exactly
0: uh deb several times now you've mentioned the convention it sounds like that's a a high priority and focus Mm -hmm. for you in this interim role and the convention is right around the corner
2: yeah yeah it sure is
0: (laughs) i know many uh folks within acb know the role you play especially Mm -hmm. for the virtual and hybrid portions of Mm -hmm. the convention Mm -hmm. Um, But what are you looking forward to the most about this year's conference and convention oh wow virtual and in Schaumburg.
2: Mm-hmm. well it's really going to be a very very exciting convention we um as i already said we're going to we're going to elect um our officers and um that's always exciting to do we will do other governance activities but we've got lots of great sessions planned in fact uh you all in advocacy ha- are taking over our sunday morning general session time to uh, to bring us some great content and uh, some in, and a different system of delivery. So um, I'm looking forward to the fact that we're going to have a big in-person convention um, this year. Last year, it was kind of the soft launch of returning to normal when we went to Omaha. And um, I noticed a lot of people missing and for, you know, for the reasons that they chose. And I totally, I'm totally fine with all that. But I'm really just excited this year about how many people have told me they're coming And I'm like, oh good, oh good, oh good. So um, I I think if you don't have your hotel reservation and things done, you better do it because I don't know how long we're going to have them because seriously, I think people are coming to this convention and and that excites me um, immensely. Um, I'm also a little traumatized by this convention because you're right, my role has primarily been with the events in the virtual and hybrid conventions and largely behind the scenes. Uh, this year I have a lot more responsibility for the general sessions, so um, I'm excited about those. We're still working on a few uh, program roundup items for the general session, um, but but we really do have some good things going there as well. But I'm I'm still going to be very, very involved in uh, transitioning the tasks that I had before. So I'm actually going to be working the convention from all angles this year. So it, it's definitely going to be a very, very interesting experience. And, and I'm looking for for ways to sort of inject sleep because I don't expect to uh, actually <laughs> do that in a usual way. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. do drugs for it. So what else can I do that will uh, make it so that I don't need to sleep for maybe three weeks
0: (laughs) and here we are recording in early may
2: yeah check with me in july see how that went
0: (laughs) Uh, we'll have a conversation with janet dickelman our Uh convention coordinator to Mm -hmm. dive more into the details about this year's convention Mm but registration is going to open soon right Mm -hmm. May, may 18th
2: yes yes and we are uh, ready for that to happen and um i want to encourage you to register and you know i am just going to say a word about this because um we offer so much to our members at a very very low cost and the uh, convention registration once again is uh, very very inexpensive much of the convention uh, anything that makes sense to will be streamed on acb media and you can listen to that for free But I challenge you to register for this convention and support this organization. Um, You know, we can't stop you (laughs) Um, and we're not going to set it up so that you can't hear it on ACB Media because we're really committed to bringing it to you. Um, but, But show your support for the whole process by registering, and even if you don't make um, a lot of the sessions because of your schedule, if you're not able to be with us in person and you aren't able to make schedules for for any numbers of whatever your reasons are, and you're going to be um, taking advantage of the podcast later when they come out because we do podcast the entire convention. That's another area I've worked in diligently for years is the media side. And, you know, if you support this um, organization through um, through your participation by registering, you send us a very, very strong message that what we're doing is the right thing. So it's my personal expectation that you do register for this convention, even if you are taking part in it in a very unique way because we've made all those unique methodologies available because you've asked for them and and I want us to continue to do that.
0: Thank you Deb I love it a, a challenge from our <laughs> that's right. interim president for uh, you know if you find value in the work that ACB does if you find yeah. value and appreciate the content uh, mm-hmm. that's available for the convention mm-hmm. help us ensure that we can keep the lights on and the doors open and Mm -hmm. the media streams Mm -hmm. uh, up and running Mm -hmm. so you can always learn more about how to support acb by visiting the website acb.org and certainly about this year's convention Mm -hmm. by visiting acbconvention.org
1: You mentioned earlier that you have to run for president um, Mm -hmm. for full term, but um, what are your plans right for as interim, like your plans right now if you want things to work work on?
2: So Dan and I had agreed when we kind of uh, uh, negotiated this whole process out with the board that basically uh, our job right now is largely to stay the course and prepare for the convention. So, Uh, What Dan and I both uh, told everyone and what we've been playing out is that uh, we are doing what needs to be done regardless of whether it's typically done by the executive director or the president or not. So, for example, I am co-chairing the resolutions committee, which is a very odd thing for your president to do but uh and i'm trying to do it with as much sensitivity to kind of both roles as possible and not override too much on that but i um but uh dan had asked me to do that for him um uh several months ago and we still need me to so uh, so that we could streamline that process. So things like that are still the same. And as I already mentioned, I'm still working on the convention logistics in a big way. And so um, and and Dan is helping with some of the committees that he was helping with before in a way that would be different for the executive director to be doing. Um, after convention, we will try to get that all sorted and and take up our roles because one of our goals also is to try to better define what those roles look like and how they play with each other and document that a little bit better as we go into recruiting for our uh, longer term, almost said permanent, but you know, nothing's permanent, longer term executive director. So, uh, so we're, we're re- our short term goals really are to make sure that the things that are going continue to go correct and that our uh, process with the convention continues to be as totally reliable as it can be and, and that it goes off well. And so once those commitments are resolved, then we're going to do our very best to carry things into the new year, assuming I'm elected, right? You know, there's always mm-hmm. that. And uh, so assuming that happens, then we will go ahead and, and work through our regular process as best we can, so... That's the plan.
1: What are your passions? And what, do you like want to, what are you like? What are passionate about working on here at ACB?
2: Oh, you know, I I really do want to work on our communication. Um, I mentioned that a little bit with the um, with the issues of the um, prohibited conduct policy. That a lot of what is uh, focused on there is is really about communication, where we have tended to. I honestly tended to, to launch a complaint rather than try to have a conversation. And I just really want us to learn to talk to each other better. I see that also in our resolutions. I see us writing resolutions on internal matters, which we have total ability to negotiate. And I wouldn't say control, but total ability to negotiate without... Uh, needing to have the membership vote on it. I mean, it's like, and and I see this every year, so I'm not even thinking about this year or whatever year, I see it every year. And we've got to stop doing that. Um, we've got to start actually coming and saying, I need something to happen, I need some help, um, whatever it is that needs to happen. And so I, um, I just think that uh, communication is, is major. Um, we're still working on some governance issues around our constitution and bylaws and some of the impacts of the changes that we recently voted for our members um, uh, to be able to vote and our commitments to hybrid events as much as possible and various things that we are uh, uh, trying to do as an organization, and um, those are all important to me. And then, of course, moving all of our initiatives forward. One of the things I really think we have to do is uh, continue to build our funding base um, and, and make it stable. Um, we, we are challenged with some budget deficits. At the same time, we need more staff um we we have so many um activities and initiatives that we are wanting to take on and so many things that our members are asking us to do and we have a wonderful volunteer core of members who work hard but we need staff to keep that structure uh going and to do the heavy lifting in many cases and so i just um think that and we can't do that we can't build that out if we don't have uh, stable funding. So uh, those are just some of the basic things that not there may be not new, but I think they are things that we um, need to focus on.
1: Well, Interim President Deb Cook-Lewis, I do want to thank you for being, being here today and talking to us about, about your, your kind of hopes and dreams for this, this, this role and your, how are you doing? How are you doing, how are you doing this role? Um, so we have our convention coming up in um, in July. And our opens opens in about a week. So we will have Jana Dickelman on to talk to us more about our convention.
0: Uh, as always, big thank you to Deb Cook-Lewis, our interim president. And for everyone, keep advocating.
1: All right, folks. We are back with Jana Dickelman for our convention our convention coordinator.
3: Hi, Janet. Hi, Swatha and Clark. Thanks so much for having me. I love this time of year because I get to talk about the convention. Um, I want to start out, first of all, with a reminder to make your hotel reservations as soon as you can. And the reason for that is the cutoff date, which is going to come way sooner than we think, is June 8th. And what that means is after June 8th, the hotel will not guarantee that you're going to get the $98 convention rate. You may be able to get a room, but it may be at a substantially higher amount. So you really want to get your reservations made as quickly as possible. And to do that, there is a website. It is listed in every email that I send out, and it is also at acbconvention.org. There is a link to make your hotel reservations. If you would rather do that over the phone, you may call 800-468- Three five seven one, and this is a central reservation number. You're not talking to someone at the hotel directly, so you do need to tell them that you are making a reservation for the Renaissance Schaumburg. They it's it's the only one in Schaumburg, Illinois. But if they ask, it's on Thoreau Drive, and um, tell them that you are with ACB Convention, and they will find the room block. Every once in a while happens when dealing with central reservations. If you have an issue making your reservation, please reach out to me and I will assist you by going through the hotel contact that I work with. So um, again, make those reservations as quickly as you can. Definitely before June 8th, 800-468-3571. And I'm also going to give my contact information right here if anybody has any issue Call me 651-428-5059 or send me an email. And my email address is my name, Janet, J-A-N-E-T dot Dickelman, D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N at gmail.com. And feel free to reach out to me with any hotel or any convention-related questions. I'm always happy to help.
0: Janet, why should folks attend the ACB Conference and Convention this year?
3: Well, they'll get to see Clark and Swatha and myself. But there are so many things going on during the convention. And let's talk about that just a little bit. People, We do have a lot of virtual components. We will have quite a bit on ACB Media. However, if you register for the convention, you will automatically receive all the Zoom links for, we have three days, June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th of Zoom-only sessions. You'll receive the Zoom links for all of those sessions, as well as the links for any sessions while we are in Schomburg that are hybrid sessions. And Throughout the in-person portion of the convention, we are going to have at any given given time two hybrid sessions going on throughout the day and into the evening. So you don't want to miss out on the ability to um, get Zoom for those, even if you're not going to be in person. Of course, by registering, you also have the option of getting the convention program. And this is really very cool for people who are, registering virtually if you would like the convention program in either braille or large print. You have other options also, such as email or downloading it from our website. But if you want it in either of those medium, braille or large print, it will be mailed directly to your home. So you'll have that prior to the convention. You can also, of course, if you're coming to Schaumburg, request the program on the registration form, and you will receive that program when you Arrive in Schomburg. The in t- other, oh, go ahead.
0: Sure. So in 2020 and 2021, ACB did virtual. Virtual only. Yes, we did. And I believe it was my first year as staff, but in 2019, we started to use ACB media to live stream some parts of right the we had general used it session, some right? in the
3: yes yes we did general sessions some afternoon programming a few other things and this year is no exception we're going to have things on acb media but then we're mm-hmm. also going to have sessions throughout the in person portion of the convention that we're referring to as in person only because it's just too difficult to have too many concurrent hybrid sessions going on at one time but all of the sessions that are in person only except for things like mixers and social Mm -hmm. events are going to be recorded and they will be available for podcasts after the close of the convention and probably will be also streamed on ACB media at that time once they're available for podcasts but
0: and Janet, yes. I visited acbconvention.org. Um, I've seen the emails that you've been sending out. So with, with all of this uh, virtual content that's happening before, you know, towards the end of June, not even into July yet, right? And we're yep. already, already right. going to have virtual content. And then the hybrid stuff, what's the real, sell me on why I should come in person.
3: Well, One of the main reasons you should come in person, I always feel with ACB, is the camaraderie and just getting to know people and seeing. But the other very practical thing is we have a lot of tours, and everyone loves our ACB tours. Rhonda Trotter, tour coordinator, and I work very hard getting these tours set up for you. Rhonda does an outstanding job. And we have so many great tours coming up. Would you like me just to go through a quick list?
0: Give us a couple highlights from the tours, and you mentioned uh, you know socials and mixers. What are so? What are a couple highlights from tours and other in-person events that can't be duplicated?
3: So we are on the first Friday, June thirtieth. We are taking a trip to the Museum of Science and Industry, and I grew up in the Chicago area, and I remember going there in my field trip days in junior high, and going down into a coal mine, which they still have. And you can go, you go into this coal mine and you get to feel what it was like, experience what it was like being underground, mining coal. It's very, very cool. It's a little loud. It's a little, you know, confining, but it's very interesting. And we'll get to see all the exhibits that our Science and Industry Museum are famous for. That evening, we are doing a detective dinner where we'll have dinner at a venue and then we will have and this is just for our group a kind of a whodunit mystery event where uh, it's basically like a little play there'll be clues you'll get to figure out who who did what to whom and um so that's going to be fun we've never done anything like that in the past um on saturday we are taking a day going to visit a local lake with a uh, lunch included and you can. there's a lifeguard, you can enjoy the water, be out on the sand. We'll have some beach games and just kind of hang out and relax. It's a it's a nice um, small lake, so it'll be good for swimming. That day we are also going to the Holocaust Museum, which of course, no one wants to think about that time in our life, but this museum is extremely well done. And they focus on, um, because the area has a lot of immigrants from Poland, that is their focus at this Holocaust Museum. So they're going to be talking a lot about what was going on in Poland. And they're also going to deal with not just people, they are talking about people who are disabled who were interned, and people of other ethnicities who were interned. So it's very wide-based information and a very, very poignant chore. On Sunday, we have the opportunity to go tubing down a river. It will be very safe. Everybody, the tubes will be tethered together. Everyone will wear life jackets. So it's not a dangerous trip, but it'll be fun to be out on the river. We also that day have the Museum of Natural History, Chicago Museum of Natural History, where we'll get to learn everything about what was going on in Chicago from Prohibition to um, the Great Chicago Fire and everything, you know, before and since. On um, Monday, we are doing a pizza and gangster tour, where, of course, Prohibition and uh, (laughs) lots of things going on in Chicago during Prohibition. We'll get to learn all about that. And we'll get to stop at three different venues and have pizza. And anybody who knows anything knows that Chicago pizza is very famous and wonderful, so you'll get to have a couple different styles of Chicago pizza while you're on this tour. We are also that day going to the Mexican Museum of Art, and they are making this museum very um, as accessible for us as they can. They're going to be very descriptive on the pieces that they have. We will learn about some of the murals that were drawn in the neighborhood, maybe get to take a little walk out to see some of those. Uh, Also have a lunch catered from a local Mexican restaurant. On Tuesday, for those of you who like wine, we are going wine tasting to two different venues. And we are also going to a White Sox game that evening. Uh, Growing up in Chicago, I was a huge Cubs fan, but couldn't get it to work out with the Cubs. But Um, for their scheduling, but we're going to go see a White Sox game on Wednesday. We are going to Horizons for the Blind, and you'll get to see everything that they do at Horizons, from doing utility bills to menus to a huge accessible gift shop with everything labeled in Braille and large print. Everything in their whole office is labeled and very, very accessible. We are also doing our ever popular two legs of our candy tour where we'll go to Long Grove Confectioners and they have wonderful candy. They have giant peanut butter cups. That was a hit when we checked them out um, when we were hoping to be in Schomburg in 2020 uh, and learn about candy making, get some samples and do lots of shopping. On Thursday, we are going to the Goodman Theater in Chicago to an audio-described performance of uh, Tommy. And we will also have, prior to the performance, we will be able to go on stage, meet with the cast, get to see some of the sets and costumes, ask them some questions. We will be back in time for the banquet, and we will not leave until after... um, voting for morning general session on Thursday. I've had a lot of questions about that. On Friday, we are going to um, the Place de Musique, which is a private foundation that has every kind of music box you can imagine. They have pipe organs, they have calliopes, they have carousels, they have um, train cars in this buildings that you can walk they have a you know whole dining car they've got sleeping cars you can walk through look what these train. see what these train cars were like in the day and then our final tour on friday is a dinner cruise on lake michigan so if there's not enough to pique your interest to come to the convention. I don't know we have a lot of wonderful tours. And I know they're going to sell out quickly. So I do recommend for those of you who are coming in person, that you want to get your registration done as quickly as possible. Would you like me to talk a bit about registration?
0: Absolutely. Registration opens May 18th.
3: May 18th at 7 uh, 7 a.m. Central Time. And when we talk about the convention this year, because we are in Chicago area, we are everything that we say, everything that we put out, all the times are listed as Central Time. So registration opens at 7 a.m. Central Time on May 18th and runs through 11.59 p.m. Central Time on June 16th. So you have lots of time to register, but if you want to get in on these tours, I would really suggest you register as quickly as possible. And you can do that by going to acbconvention.org and that will link you up to um, the member's account where you will do your registration. Um, everyone who registers for the convention does need to have a member account set up with ACB. And it's very simple to do. If you've attended a convention in the last few years or if you've attended the ACB auctions, we will, you already have a member account. If you're unsure, I would suggest you go in there and you try to log in before registration opens. If you can't get logged in or if you know you don't have a member account, please reach out to us. Either call our office in Minneapolis at 612-332-3242 or call me directly and I'll get you set up with your member account and help you if you don't know your user information. Um, If If you have not set up a member account, please do so if possible before May 15th, because the account does take a day or two to go through an authentication process. So you don't want to wait until May 18th, when registration opens to try to set up your member account, because you're not going to be able to register that first day then. So it's very important for people who are not members of ACB. If you're bringing a family member or a friend with you, registration for them opens on May 25th. However, here's my little caveat Registration for members is $35 plus anything additional that you wish to add in, such as tours and um, events that have meal functions, luncheons, uh, breakfasts, our ACB banquet. And for non-members, it's $50. And of course, you can't register until May 25th. However, if you would like to become a member at large of ACB, the cost for that is $10. And that would then make them eligible to register on May 18th. So you get to register with members and you get to save five dollars and you get to be a member of ACB for a year at large. So oh, it. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say so if if you're bringing someone with you and you want to get them. You know, if they want to go on some tours with you, everybody has to register individually. Just because you're bringing someone with you does not mean that they can register on your registration. And they each have to have a user account.
1: Well, I'm excited now. I mean, you had me at the candy, 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 candy shop, candy shop, candy shop door. So, um, Claude, I'm really looking, really looking forward to this year's mention.
0: I'm with Janet. I'm there to see the people. I yep. want to have conversations with our ACB members. I want to learn about what they're. Uh, what they're advocating for and the work that they're doing. We get to interact with a lot of ACB members through our various advocacy committees, as well as the audio description project. But it's an opportunity to meet members who aren't necessarily on those committees who are active in their affiliates. So it's a great time to connect with new folks and hear what they're working on. So that's one of the things that I look forward to the most from our conference and convention. How about you? Other than the... uh, other than the chocolate tour, Swatha, what what has you excited for the convention this summer? Oh,
3: Swatha, you be, are you want to go on that? You better register right away then.
1: <laughs> well, I'm just like a plug in this. I really want to see people the, and see people, people I've met before, see people that I've met on Zoom or at the last year's convention, last week's convention, or um, just meet them, see see, their, see what they're interested in, see what interests are, just chat with them have connections. So.
3: And, you know, for those of you who have never attended a convention before, I just want to say you may get there and you may think, oh, my gosh, this is a little overwhelming. <laughs> you know, Swathe, it was your last time last year, right? You kind of yeah. you get there and you think, wow, there's a lot of people here. But you find that, A, everybody is extremely friendly. And I found one of the greatest places to meet people and start conversations with them is in lines waiting for the elevators. Yeah, that is true. Or you're just... standing there, or you get in an elevator with someone, you start talking to them, then you end up or you're sitting at we have what we call our ACB Cafe, which is a cash and carry um, venue that we set up with the hotel where you can get a quick breakfast or lunch. And you end up talking to people in, in that line, and you may end up sharing a table with them. And then next thing you know, you're going out to dinner with them.
0: And then yeah, in, in addition to the Uh, meeting folks just by happenstance in the lobby at the elevators or at the cafe. There's also a bunch of mixers and social opportunities, right?
3: There are, there are. Um, Every afternoon, um, ACB community is having a um, community just uh, basically they're just calling it community. It's from 12 to five, uh, two to five where you can go in and just sit and chat with people. Um, But also at the, we have, the ACB diabetics are having a social. The um, multicultural affairs is having a social. Um, if you like karaoke or comedy, Sunday evening Randolph Shepard Vendors has a comedy night and a uh, car- followed by karaoke. Citizens Low Vision International is having a dance on Tuesday uh, Tuesday night. Um, we're showing two, we have a, um, it's been our tradition to show the Academy award Winning Award best picture every year at the convention. Well, this year, because we had some difficulty last year getting um, permissions to show the 2022 Academy Award winning picture. So this year, we are showing CODA which won the 2022 Academy Award and we are also showing and I always get this title mixed up and I don't have it right in front of me everything everywhere all at once nailed it that's right yeah, yeah. okay good all right i always want to put a few other every's in there but <laughs> so we have double feature at the movies And that does have a slight cost to it, as do our mixers, because there'll be some refreshments. But those are great ways to meet people. And you can sign up for any of those on our registration form. Um, Back to registration for a minute, if I may. If you can't register online for whatever reason, feel more comfortable registering over the phone, we will do that for you to register over the phone you need to call me directly at 651-428-5059 and please do not call me after 7 a.m may 18th central time because i've had people in the past who call me a couple days before and say well can i get on your registration list nope Registration doesn't open till May 18th at 7 a.m. So I'll take calls in order that I get them. So no preferential treatment, Swatha. And um we will, you know, get back to you as quickly as you we can. If you have a great need to sign up for tours, you might want to ask a friend or family member to maybe help you register online if. You can, because I certainly don't want to disadvantage anyone because I couldn't get back to them fast enough to take their phone registration for them to get on a tour. Um, We'll also, of course, take registrations for people who want to register virtually. Um, You might want to wait a day or two after the 18th to do a virtual registration because it is going to be pretty crazy with people wanting in-person registrations. Um, I'll ask that you leave a voicemail And I'm telling everyone, please, brief voicemail, because otherwise it takes too long to listen to the voicemails to get you into the registration queue. So all I really need is your name, your phone number, if you'd like to tell me your time zone so I can make sure I call you at an appropriate time, and then if you're registering in person or virtually. That's all I need from you. So um, you can start calling as of 7 a.m. May 18th.
1: Speaking of virtual attendance, um, could you kind of highlight or talk about um, the sessions that are gonna be hybrid hybrid virtual only?
3: All right, let's talk about virtual first for a minute here. Um, We have several things coming up virtually and the first thing will be our candidates forum and you will hear from all of our candidates running for office. And that will be on Wednesday, June fourteenth, and then on Saturday, June seventeenth, we have our ACB summer auction, and that starts at six p.m. And if anyone's ever attended one of our summer our auctions, you know how exciting that gets and all the fun with all the different bidding wars. Um, anyone who registers for the convention will automatically receive a Zoom link for the auction. It is virtual only. And prior to that auction, on the 15th and 16th of June, we will have Leslie Spoon, who's the auction chair, will be sending out emails several times a day, and there'll be several items at any given time that will be up for bid, and she will send updates on the bids, and that's very fun to watch the emails and how bidding is going on various items. So that's kind of a preview to the auction. Uh, we are then on Monday, June 19th, we are calling the convention to order. And the reason we're doing that is because we have a lot of of special interest affiliates who um, do their business meetings in our Zoom only days, and they need to do that during the scope of the convention. So you will hear the convention standing rules and a few other things during that time. And then anyone who is involved with the nominating committee, we'll have the nominating committee session, which will follow the opening of general sessions. Um, On Tuesday, the 20th, Wednesday, the 21st, and Thursday, the 22nd, each evening, we will talk about resolutions. And I'm sure you're going to have someone on one of these podcasts talking about how that's going to go at some point. Is that correct? As far, so I'm not going to get too much into resolutions, but we will be discussing each of the resolutions and determining if the resolution will pass or if it will go for a vote during the convention. And um, also, we are going to have on Wednesday, the 21st, we are having our exhibitor open house where all of the exhibitors who are going to be in person at the convention will have an opportunity to come in and speak to everyone via Zoom about what's happening at the exhibit hall. And I want to, we're doing something really different with our in person exhibit hall this year based on a uh, suggestion by our exhibitors and exhibit hours. The hall will open on Saturday, July 1st, from 1 to 5. And then on Sunday, we are having evening hours. So the exhibit hall is going to be open from 3 to 9 p.m. So if you're out on tours or if you're going to special interest luncheons and different things, committee meetings, you'll get to go to the exhibit hall in the evening. And then it will be open Monday and Tuesday from 11 to 5, and Wednesday from 9 to 1. And our exhibitors will also submit uh, recordings, and those will be shared uh, via ACB media throughout the convention. And there'll be a schedule as to when various exhibitors are going to have their exhibit loop. And you'll get to hear it at least several times a day. So you'll get to hear all about the exhibitors. and then starting June 22nd through the 24th, we have several sessions starting at 10 a.m., running through the day. There's multiple concurrent sessions going on. And we have Microsoft, one of our business partners, of course, is going to be doing sessions uh Friday and Saturday, Thursday and Friday afternoon in the virtual time frame. We have guide dog users is having their always popular guide dog school update during that uh, virtual time. Um, we have sessions pertaining to um, library services. We have sessions up- about um, employment, there's a whole myriad of them, please go to browse sessions, and just look through and see everything that we've got going. And then that's even before we get to our in person part of the convention, and I bet my time is running
0: Sure, um, and and Janet, a lot of the information you shared again, we'd want to send folks to the acbconvention.org website. Uh, yes, because if, if we have Janet running through, we're going to be here every day forever. Yep, yep. We can just but put, her, you, put her on a loop.
3: There you go. You can also get the convention emails that I send out, and I'm send out something every day. It's an announced list only, so you're not going to hear back from anyone else. You'll just hear from me. And to get on that list, send a blank email to ACB Convention plus subscribe at ACB O-R-G, And just a blank email and then you'll get an email back saying, do you really want to subscribe to this list and just hit reply and you'll be on. Um, Again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at 651-428-5059 or janet.dickelman at gmail.com. And don't forget to make your hotel reservations by June 8th. Uh, either online or by calling 800-468-3571. And all of this information is listed at the bottom of all the emails that I send out. So the hotel contact information and the link for browsing registration is all there every day for you to see.
1: Thank you, Jan Dickeman, for um, your Time today and we're about the convention. Um, as always, if you have questions for Clark or me, you can email advocacy at advocacy at acb.org or call us at 202-467-5081.
0: As always, we'd love to see you at this year's ACB conference and convention yes. and keep advocating. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update.